The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. All right, welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host, Aaron Murray. And Aaron, the season is here. We have five five days until real football starts. I know you were up in New York working at CBS Sports Network doing the Hawaii Colorado State game, which we will talk a little bit about, but before we get to talking about what's going to happen this week leading up to week one of college football, I have to remind you that this episode is presented by Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey. A lot of people have reached out to me, Aaron, on social media saying that they have tried Uncle Nearest, that they love it, and that they are going to try it and bring it to their tailgates on Saturday, it's here. Uncle Nears Premium Whiskey has won gold medals at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, the Los Angeles International Spirits Competition, and gold at the New York International Spirits Competition. Get this. Cigar and Spirits gave them a 95 rating, and Uncle Nears was named one of the top five whiskeys of 2017. If you want to find it, go to www.unclenearest.com. Type in your zip code. They will tell you where you can buy it or where you can drink it. They are at Uncle Nearest on Instagram and Twitter. I love Uncle Nearest. Aaron, I know you enjoy it as mm. well. We're going to continue to do that. Football is here. Holler at us at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Aaron's at Aaron Marie 11 I am at Drew Butler 13 When you come holler at us on social media, and Aaron, you can see me in the computer screen right now. I'm rocking my new Punt and Pass Imperial hat. Looks good. I know you I'm want waiting, one. I'm waiting for mine. I just Sharon haven't seen over it here. Yeah, no, t- we'll see each other this week and, and, and get the season cranking. But I'll be wearing mine to the office. Don't you worry. Perfect. Perfect. Get the yeah. hat. Get the shirt. Maybe we'll get a little, little, little pin to put on my CBS jacket on Saturdays. No doubt. Pump out. Shameless. Pump out the pass. Shameless promotion. I'm known for that. Rate, review, subscribe. Listen, always. I tried to ask. I'm, I'm going to ask CBS too. Because you know, whenever we come up on on TV, whether it's in studio or games, yeah, you have your lower it's always third. Aaron Murray, and then at Aaron Murray eleven at the bottom of it are our Twitter handles or Instagram handles. I need to see if they'll put at, at Punt, Punt Pass. Pass. There you go, dude. Why at not Punt, Punt Pass? Pass. It's, it's a good family. The CBS family is a great family. I think they're all for it. Absolutely, dude. I was <laughs> out um, at Stanford University this past week for a leadership 
and Business Summit in conjunction with the Campbell Trophy. The William V. Campbell Trophy goes out to the top scholar-athlete in college football every single year. I was a finalist in 2011. I believe you may have been a finalist as well, Aaron. But we were meeting with top CEOs, founders, venture capitalists. I mean, it was unbelievable. And you better believe that I told Scott Cook, the founder of Intuit, who's worth $4 billion. That's right, billion with a B word. I told him about punt and pass. So hopefully, hopefully, Mr. Cook, if you're listening, you're enjoying this episode. Here's what we're going to talk about this week. And again, college football is right around the corner. So we got to get these storylines out so we can get to the football. Urban Meyer in Ohio State came down to a decision. You and I have to react because I was wrong on it. And uh, I'll fight over this one for sure. Interesting story at a college station. Former Texas A&M linebacker Santino Martial has transferred to Arizona, and now he wants to play. So he's gone to the NCAA, and he is reporting violations against his former school. Very, very bad optics on that, Aaron. I want to get your thoughts about that. And it's that time of year. I mean, we can only talk for a few more days until the ball is kicked off. You got analysts all over TV, Aaron, just throwing up absolute nonsense. Why? Why? I want to know why. We're going to talk about it. Also, before we get to the Urban Meyer stuff, we had mentioned it weeks prior, but it's official. There was a national press release just a few days ago. We are your home for the Ray Guy Award Player of the Week and the Davey O'Brien Award Players of the Week. So starting next week, we will tell you who and why is getting that prestigious recognition all season long. Good things happening for the podcast. Let's jump right into it, Aaron. You and I wanted to tape an episode earlier last week, but you said, Drew, why would we do it now? We have to wait until the Urban Meyer investigation is over. The decision was made about Urban Meyer Wednesday evening, and I checked my email inbox on Thursday. Lo and behold, I had an email from you written by your now fiance and noted Atlanta lawyer, Sharon Stufkin, and it was unbelievable. She broke down everything, Aaron, and just a quick recap. If you haven't been listening to the podcast, Urban Meyer has been placed on administrative leave. There was an investigation into his mishandling of reported domestic abuse from Zach Smith, who was the since-fired wide receiver coach with him at Florida and at Ohio State. So Ohio State did a two-week investigation it's done now, but Sharon really got us caught up, that's for sure. Oh, she, she broke it down. She spent about an hour, hour and 15 minutes during her lunch break. And I just sent her a couple articles, just updating her, like, hey, this is what's going on. Here's some background. And, of course, her being extremely intelligent and a huge nerd, she goes and writes a two- or three-page just summary of the entire incident dating back from 2009, every small incident that happened, her thoughts, her opinions, Breaking it down for us, so I thought that was awesome. So big shout out to Sharon, thank you for doing that for the pun pass, and uh, it, very disturbing. Obviously, three games. You're pretty much saying as university that yes, Urban Meyer messed up. Yes, he knew what was going on, uh, and, and and you're putting winning football games. You're putting your coach above a bigger issue, an issue that we're seeing across the country. Um, it's a shame. I mean, I don't think you're teaching the kids the right lesson. I don't think you're teaching the country the right lesson. And I thought Ohio State had an opportunity to really do something special, do the right thing. And I think they completely 
uh, crap the bed on this one. It, it does seem like that. I was very adamant in stating that Urban Meyer deserved to be fired. I thought this was a gross mishandling of something that's taken very seriously in society. So from that regard, it was extremely unfortunate. But the best way to put it in perspective, Aaron, is look around the history just of the past few years and compare what Urban Meyer did or what he didn't do to what other people have done. You know, Jim Tressel mishandled the tattoo gate at Ohio State and got fired. A.J. Green, a teammate of ours, a former teammate of ours, signed a jersey and sold it and got four games. I mean, you got Todd Gurley, who was held out of a few games during a season because of uh, a merchandise scandal, and I give you air quotations when I say that. This was real stuff, man. This was real people being affected, and this was a crime. Now, I understand that Zach Smith was never arrested. I do understand that these things do need to be investigated um, from a unbiased investigative group, but the conclusion, as you just stated, Murray, seems like Meyer knew about it, Meyer told people about it, but he didn't violate the Ohio State contractual obligations, okay? So he told somebody and then was like, oh, it's off my hands, and, and, and that's that. The fact that he knew that Zach Smith may or may not have, and it seems like the evidence to me uh, was proven that he was a domestic violence abuser— I mean that's bad, man, and I can't believe it. it and it's just it's just the optics are terrible. And everything's and, and I feel bad for obviously um, everyone involved in that situation. But the, the the student athletes, the football players, right now, we're talking about eighteen year old kids, nineteen year old kids who are worried about school. They're worried about football practice, getting ready for the season. An extremely talented team. Now you have this cloud above you for the entire season. This is not going to go anywhere. It probably won't go anywhere next season. And I guarantee you more and more evidence is going to come out throughout the season about what went down, what urban know, knew more text messages, more questions. It's not just the coaching staff dealing with this. It's the players. It's a lot to handle. It's tough. So that's one another reason why I thought it'd be good to kind of cut ties with urban is just yeah. help these kids out a little bit. I mean, give them a break distance them because at the end of the day, it's about the kids. It's about the student athletes. How can we set these guys up for success in the in the school, in classes, and then on the football field? And when you're dealing with this, I just don't think you're setting these kids up for success. And then, like I said, I think it's only going to hurt the, the school down the line when it comes to recruiting as well. Um, just all around bad, bad. Uh, they had an opportunity to do the right thing, and, and they didn't. No, they didn't. And Ohio State only – suspended Urban Meyer for the first three games of the season. I believe the athletic director is on a two-week suspension as well. So what message is Ohio State sending? I have no idea, but to your point, Aaron, on the road this year, Ohio State is going to get heckled like crazy. There'll be signs, excuse me, in student sections that are probably going to be not the nicest thing said about Urban Meyer, and I'm fine with that because, look, he put his foot down on the ground. He didn't even want any sort of suspension. He was saying that his time off was suspension enough. It's just a joke. It's unfortunate for everybody involved. You know, you feel for Courtney Smith, and the charade of the press conference that Urban Meyer got up there and said he feels bad for all women who are domestically violated. I mean, it was it was a joke. And then Ohio State comes out and says Urban Meyer has memory loss problems. And then 
Urban Meyer. Yeah, I, I, I want a head coach. I want a head coach. I want a head coach as memory loss problems. I mean, that's the guy who I want leading my team uh, and getting ready to go for the season. So it's just, listen, it's excuse after excuse after excuse defending a coach. And in, in my opinion, this isn't his first time no. doing something a little sketchy, something that shouldn't be done as a head coach. And I just don't know how much, how many, you know, more times this guy's going to get to kind of weasel his way out of these type of situations. And, um, he's just a bad guy. In my opinion, he's not a great coach. He's not a great leader. Uh, he's not a great role model, uh, for anyone. And I think this is going to hurt the, I think it's going to hurt the program. I think, uh, like I said, they're looking at this as we have a great coach. We're going to, we're keeping a great coach. We're going to win football games. I don't think so. I think it's going to hurt you. You're in a really tough conference. You're playing, in my opinion, one of the deepest conferences in the country. You got Penn state, you got Michigan, yep. uh, Michigan state's a really talented football team. There is a lot of talent there. They're all recruiting extremely well. And I guarantee you they're using this on the road right now. Every coach is saying, do you really want to send your kid to go play for urban Meyer after all the stuff that went down at Florida after yeah. all the stuff that went at Ohio state? Do you really trust this guy to really make sure that you're going to develop your son? So it's, um, like I said, it's unfortunate. The conclusion was that urban Meyer knew he orally warned Zach Smith, but never made written disciplinary reports or investigations. This was a violation of his duties as coach, but not necessarily under Ohio State's policy due to a loophole differentiating the responsibility to report convictions versus mere arrests or charges. So the investigators suggested that Ohio State strengthen their policies and procedures regarding incidents of domestic violence and potential violations of its sexual misconduct policy. Wow. All right, so... Three games, they uh, Ohio State put their foot down on the ground and said, we care more about winning than what people may think about how we operate as a football team. So I will be rooting against Ohio State. That's probably the norm for me, but now I have added gasoline on that fire because, like you just said, Aaron, I don't know how you can stand side by side with Urban Meyer after everything that went down here. So shame on Ohio State. I completely disagree with how they handled this, and uh, it remains to be seen how it's nationally responded upon throughout oh, they're, they're the Oh, they're going to get bashed all year. I they guarantee will. you they will get bashed the entire season, which is unfortunate because, I mean, this is a great football team. Yeah. I mean, from top to bottom, they're up there with Clemson as probably the most stacked. I mean, there's there's really no weakness on that football team. You, you can go through – the entire offensive side and the entire defensive side, and you just can't pick a weakness. But the weakness is going to be dealing with this huge issue the entire season, and that that plays that plays tricks on your mind a little bit as a player, you know. No doubt. So, speaking of players and uh, players with problems, former Texas A&M linebacker Santino Martial transferred this past spring to Arizona. Now, let's set this story up. Kevin Sumlin last year was the head coach at Texas A&M. He gets fired. Jimbo Fisher comes in. Kevin Sumlin gets hired by Arizona. So Santino Martial trying to impress the new coaching staff during the spring, Jimbo Fisher and company, falls on hard times, injures his ankle, doesn't really like that he's not getting playing time, can't get exactly as healthy as he wants to, says, you know what? I'm transferring. I'm going to go play for the coach that I went to college to play for. So he transfers to Arizona. If you're an FBS student athlete and you transfer to another FBS school, you have to sit out a year. 
enter his situation. He files a waiver claim with the NCAA saying that he transferred to Arizona for very specific reasons. And he alleges that Texas A&M were serial NCAA rule violators. The This looks bad, Aaron. Let's go over this, okay? Martial says that when unofficial visits would happen on campus, his coaches would give him money to take the recruits out. That's one violation right there. The next Gosh. one, okay? His I own mean, coaches. He's counting on his own coaches. Stitches. The snitches next violation, he says say. that his ankle injury wasn't taken care of properly at Texas A&M, okay? And then he says that Texas A&M coaches held mandatory, again, air quotes, their workouts during the summer months, and Santino Martial was not very happy about that. Let's get a few things out of the way. This looks terrible on Santino Martial. From me, a former player perspective, it seems like a guy didn't get his way. Now he's moving to get his way, and he's telling on everybody in his own path to make sure that he gets his clearance from the NCAA to play at Arizona this season. But the money thing from your own coaches, that's a absolutely ridiculous thing to tell somebody on because I would think if you dug deep enough – that is an extremely regular happening. The practice thing, okay? The practice allegations is the mo- is the biggest joke ever. Everybody who plays sports in college knows that the twenty hour rule is a complete facade. You, you yeah, are there it's, to it's, work it's hard it's and win bended. games. It's bended. And listen, you you want to grind. I mean, you got to work your butt off. Don't complain that. Listen, it's all a you know show right now in order to get you know the transfer to be able to play this year. I would not slap A&M with any kind of, you know, whether it's recruiting violation um, or anything like that. This is this is craziness, in my opinion. Work your butt off. Stop yeah. complaining. You didn't win a position, so don't try to rat some people out for something that, you know, hey, we went 21 hours instead of 20 hours or 22 hours. Coach made us watch a little bit of extra film or we had to go run a couple extra sprints after practice. I mean, don't be so soft. Yeah. You'll be a football player. And this is probably the reason why. You know, he's not a starter. I mean, he's just a soft kid who's trying to take the easy way out at the end of the day instead of, just, instead of just working his butt off, man. Wow. Murray coming. Are you all right? Do you have a good – do you have an okay weekend? Fire weekend, my friend. Love I mean, it. Fire weekend. It's <laughs> just, you know, like I said, stitches get stitches. That's it's messed it. up that this kid is trying to throw his, his, his former team under the bus, the coaching staff, his former players, his former teammates, his buddies – you know, because yeah. you're not only getting the coaching staff in trouble, you're getting the the entire team in trouble. I mean, if that team loses scholarships or a uh, coach gets in trouble, that affects everyone on that football team. So you're you're kind of screwing, like I said, some of your roommates and and really good friends over there at A and M, which I don't appreciate at all from a you know from a former player's perspective. No, former A and M quarterback Trevor Knight, who was a guest on the podcast last season, spoke out against Martial's claim, saying. Okay, so you didn't get the job you wanted. Now you're just going to leave and tell on everybody to make sure that you get what you want now. I mean, it's just a bad look. Former players are speaking out against him. You read the article on USA Today, and you look at it and go, are you serious? Here's a great quote from Martial. I'm not a complainer. That's that's a direct quote. I'm not a complainer. I like to adapt to any environment I'm in. I'm yeah, excited to take. But he's on not a, a worker. Challenge. Are you a worker, though? I, I mean, that. a complainer, not complainer. Are you a worker? Are I you willing it. to put the hard hat on and work your butt? This isn't tiddlywinks. This is football. Yeah. In the SEC, 
you know, you, you're expected to do more than the 20 hours. I totally agree. At the end of the day, whether it's mandatory from the coaches, mandatory from your captain at your position or offensively or defensively, 20 hours. If you're doing 20 hours, you're not winning football games. That's, and that's well it. Said. 20 hours is not enough to win football games in the SEC. I have breaking news coming across, coming across my laptop right now, and it says that football is hard and coaches are mean. So Santino Martial, get get with the program. You want to talk about you want to talk about some some non workers? Yeah, let me hear it. What was it? Grayson High School in Georgia. <laughs> Kids are protesting because practice is too tough for these kids. <laughs> Kid, Too and, tough. And now, Grayson is a 6A high school for those who are not familiar with Georgia classifications. Grayson is a powerhouse high school in North Atlanta, Georgia. And you're right, Aaron. The kids walked off the practice field because they said it was too tough and conditions were too hard. Now, I understand if guys are dropping down, um, like in the event from the tragedy at Maryland. But, it, look, if your coaches are just pushing you and wanting to get the most out of you, give me – a break. I guess that's just the social climate that we're in right now. If it's too hard, just give up, Aaron. I know that's not how you got to where you are today. I mean, there is a point, and I agree. I mean, obviously, with the whole Maryland incident of coaches uh, using fear as a tactic in order to push players to the extreme. Uh, so I think there is a there's a fine line of understanding how far you can push a player, your team, to get better, and then when when are you actually crossing the line? at the end of the day as a head coach. So you have to play it smart. The the coaches know that some do and some don't. I mean, obviously Maryland did not know how far they could push certain players because everyone's different. Every player has different abilities. Every player has different conditioning and and, and your goal is to bring the best out of them. But if you are using intimidation and and the players are scared of you, uh, that's when you draw a line a little bit. So I, I don't know everything that was going on with Grayson, but I do agree though that, that kids nowadays are a little softer they they use social media as a way to promote themselves and, and, and get out of things. So it's like I said, I'm not there on campus. I don't know what these prices are looking like. I mean, for all I know, you know, it could be the easiest price in the world or it could be these guys are running 30 gassers after practice. And it really is conditions that aren't making the players better. It's actually breaking them down. Well, maybe I'll drive over to Grayson High School and try to figure out what the hell is going on over there. But we didn't sure do that when I was in high school. First. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, don't waste the gas miles if they're not out there. Absolutely. I mean, just thinking of um, you know my high school career, never was that even a thought. But then again, we had great coaches and um, we had great players. So it was a, a great working environment. Things have certainly changed in 2018. And if coaches are crazy you know what they need Aaron you know what they need to do they just need to sit back and relax with some uncle nearest premium whiskey is what they need to do they need to make it that's right right. they need a Tennessee gold that's when you take uncle nearest and some honey syrup and some fresh lemon juice tap it off with some uh, ginger beer for the ultimate game day cocktail go to www.unclenearest.com and remember to type in your zip code find out where you can drink it where you can buy it. A few more things while we wrap up this last preseason episode of Punt and Pass. I keep scrolling through Twitter, social media, looking over sports websites, and I'm just trying to you know get the, the college football itch scratched, if you will. And when I come across a guy like Desmond Howard, okay, Desmond Howard, 
studio analyst on college game day for ESPN, like the top of the top, okay? And he comes out and says Michigan's going to win the national championship this year. I go, what? How on earth can you validate that, Aaron? Are you kidding me? Michigan, that's not happening. They're not even going to be in the Final Four. They're not going to be in the Final Four. I, I, I don't. I don't hate what he's saying. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. You look at Michigan, great defense, and, and the offense has is had some it issues. Though? Is yeah, it? I think great it's a very good defense. I, it's a very good defense with a lot of starters back. I mean, okay, they I have mean, a lot of talent returning, and then you got Shea Patterson. You trust in Shea Patterson. I know he's a little bit of a wild child sometimes on the football field. He likes to wing it around, run around, make plays. But I think it's the that's what they need. They need some excitement. They need some juice. They need some energy. They've it's been dead on that side of the football. I mean, the offense has been just pitiful, in my opinion. I mean, it has been bad, bad football on the outside of the football. No excitement. I think this guy is gonna bring the juice, bring the energy. I think he's a great leader. I think guys are gonna be willing to follow him. Um, I think he makes that team better. They're gonna lose. They're gonna the lose this week to Notre Dame. I hope you know that. I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I, I think their defense. If Wimbush is the quarterback for Notre Dame, I mean the guy's completing fifty percent of his passes last year. Going against a really good defense in Michigan, I don't see him going out there and really doing a, having a great game, good enough for Notre Dame to win. Listen, I don't think I don't have Michigan in my Final Four, but I do think they have a chance to possibly win that conference. I think they're right up there. The issue is you got Michigan State, you got Penn State, you got Ohio, Ohio State, State. Which they're not going to beat either. So that's and two losses got, right then, there. And then you got Wisconsin on the other side. I mean, it is – I mean, it could be the most challenging conference this year with yeah. those five teams. No, no I mean, it is, it is, I mean, it is all, all those top teams. 14. Yeah. They get five I mean, I'm throwing, out, I'm throwing out my top ten bracket, and I got four of those teams in there. I mean, the most of any conference are in my top ten. Well, they've certainly got the talent, and they've got the depth from a team perspective. So I, I just I can't buy into Michigan for Shea Patterson. That That's one reason. And two is because of Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I just don't it's, think— It's a better pick than my boy Brian Jones. I was, that, that's a great segue because— And I was, I was with Brian—I was with you know BJ last night. Did you get after we him in, a little bit? We were in studio, um, then we went out for a couple of drinks, and I was just—I was like, BJ, where, Florida, really? And listen, they're—, they're <laughs> Listen, they're talented. They same thing. They got a they had a good defense. I think their offense will be better. Uh, they're talented at the receiving position. They have a talented running back. They don't have a quarterback, so I think Felipe will be better. But he's not good enough to bring you to the playoffs at the end of the day. No, it, it's God, just not. He, he's not the guy that's going to bring you to the final four. The, they will be more competitive. They they're not a playoff team. So I could. I could buy Michigan be in the playoffs. I can't buy Florida be in the playoffs. Okay, and that that's a good that's a good perspective. So I appreciate you saying that. Last one I have written down here, and I think this is a gross gross overestimation. Kirk Herbstreit predicts Trace McSorley, Penn State's quarterback, will be the Baker Mayfield of 2018. Now let's go back to Baker Mayfield in 2017. Aaron, he won every award under the sun. He won the Heisman Trophy. Obviously, he took Oklahoma to a Big 12 championship and to three overtimes, two overtimes in the Rose Bowl against Georgia. Baker Mayfield set the standard extremely high. Trace McSorley loses his offensive coordinator and Joe Moorhead, now the head coach at Mississippi State, and loses somebody named Saquon Barkley. He's I pretty do, good. He's not I, bad. <laughs> how on earth can Herb Street say that 
Trace McSorley is going to be the Baker Mayfield of 2018. Listen, the short answer is this. There is no Baker Mayfield of 2018. No, but he's looking at him because this guy is an exciting player. He He's dynamic in his ability not only to – well, first off, I, I don't think he is as, as good of a throw as Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield has the ability to make all the throws. Watching Trace McSorley last year, I don't think he's an elite passer – I think he's a playmaker. He's a guy that can create. He can buy time with his legs. He'll make some spectacular plays like Baker did. But talent-wise, I don't see him having that talent. And then at the end of the day, too, their offense isn't built like that. I mean, they're not built to throw the ball 50, 60 times a game. They're not built to have a quarterback throw for 40-plus touchdowns. That's just not their identity. I mean, their identity is Big Ten football. Run it. It's going to be a lot of cold weather games for the end of the season. You're going to be seeing quarterbacks throw the ball 20, 25 times a game. So for him to be a Heisman candidate, uh, I don't see it happen, especially, like you said, with everything they lost. Offensive coordinator gone. The best player in college football last year, Saquon, or one of the best, is gone. And like I said, I don't think he's a dynamic thrower like Baker was last year. So I see him actually taking a step down this year from last year. I don't think his stats are going to be nearly as good as they were last year. I 100% agree. You and I are on the same page. Right there, and, and uh, I just can't wait for this week, Aaron. College football is here. It's back. Saturday's going to be fantastic. Got a couple of games later on in the week as well, but it's time. It's time to rock and roll, and we'll have two episodes of Punt and Pass every single week from here on out. Check back with us on Thursday, and on Thursday, I hope that you have tried Uncle Nearest Premium whiskey go to www.facebook backslash uncle nearest follow them on twitter and instagram at uncle nearest that's at uncle n-e-a-r-e-s-t and go to unclenearest.com type in your zip code to figure out where you can buy it or where you can try it aaron i'm fired up dude we're gonna rock and roll get another episode out on thursday preview a great week one of college football games and if you've hung around this song on the podcast You'll be able to see us all across digital pretty soon. Exciting news. Aaron and I are hosting a digital show on a campus lore digital network. So follow our social medias. Aaron's at Aaron Murray 11. I'm at Drew Butler 13 for more information on that. Anything on the way out, my man? No, man. Finally, listen, we had a little tease this weekend. We had some pretty good games on on Saturday. Preseason football is kind of okay for the NFL Big boy time now. Let's go. Put your big boy pants on. Let's go. Saturday. Actually, games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Monday. I mean, there's great football all week long. So I know everyone's excited. And uh, the wait is finally over, my friend. Let's get this thing rolling. No question. Let's get it rolling. It is go time. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Punt and Pass. And check back with us on Thursday. See you.